Ladies and gentlemen, to start off our show, the first band I ever saw live. A few years ago, I decided the first hour of every four-hour show is going to be dedicated to a live in-studio performance by various recording artists. So I wanted live music at the start of every show because music has penetrated my soul far more than any religion has. The first concert I ever saw were these guys. It was at the Richmond Hill Winter Carnival. And in between puking in the fire bucket because of alcohol consumption, I really enjoyed these guys. They are here live. They are the Good Brothers. Evening song. Life's evening song. It's sinking low. It's sinking low. A few more days. And I must go. And I must go. To meet the deed. To meet the deed. That I have done. That I have done. Where there will be. No setting sun. Some troubled soul. Life's evening song. Life's evening song. It's sinking long. It's sinking long. A few more days, and I must go. And I must go to meet the deed. To meet the deed that I have done. That I have done. Where there will be, there will be no setting sun. It's sinking low. It's sinking low. A few more days, and I must go. Then I must go to meet the deeds that I have done. That I have done. Where they will be. Where they will be. Don't set in sun. It's sinking low. Well, in 1970, twin brothers Bruce and Brian Good of Richmond Hill, Ontario, met James Act. From Winnipeg, Manitoba, and formed a band simply called James and the Good Brothers. Their first show was with Grand Funk Freakin' Railroad at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. Really? That was your first show? Come on. Are you kidding me? That's a little annoying because, you know, you. Fire, you know. It was baptism by fire? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I wanted to have you guys in the studio. I want to keep going with your bio here for a second, but let me just start off. First of all, thank you. It is a personal honor. I got, you know, hung out with some pretty cool uh, recording artists over the year. James Brown was kind of a fun hangout for me. 
But people get surprised when I tell them, you know, I get asked all the time, oh, who was your favorite guest? Who did you get sort of fanboy over? And number one, Fred Penner. Okay? Uh, right on. I got Goo Goo over, or Gaga, is it which? I don't know. Either, and then recording artist-wise, to have you guys here, like, it is... I have some crazy memories of listening to your music, going to your concerts, Massey Hall. My sister turned me on to you guys, and now I'm cooler than my sister. That's all I care about. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to be here, I tell you, Drew. It really is. You don't know that yet. Yeah, well, so far, so good. <laughs> and so far, I like your sister. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Karen Marshall, of course, was her name. She married Jim Sullivan, Richmond Hill High School gang. That might be the first time I've ever mentioned her on the show. Yeah. I'm worried about time. what her lawyers will do. <laughs> anyway, the first show was with Grand Funk Railroad at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. Then came the Cross Canada Tour and the outrageous Festival Express with such artists as, I don't know, I haven't heard of these guys, The Grateful Deed, <laughs> Janis Joplin, Ian and Sylvia. That sounds a bit incestuous. Ten years after, Traffic and the band, just to name a few. With a little help from the friends, like uh, the Grateful Dead and Jefferson Airplane. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> this They recorded their first album on Columbia Records back in 1912. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Okay, let's talk. I mean, there's so many things to talk about. we got to go right to the obvious. How does the other brother feel about living in the shadow of the twins? Is that why he's so quiet? That's exactly why he's so quiet. And, uh, yeah, there's actually a fourth brother. We've got, we don't care about we him, We don't though. care about him. <laughs> no. But, he, he, but yes, Larry definitely can't get a word in edgewise with us. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, I, I can't even imagine what it's like for him. Hell would be a word that comes to my mind. <laughs> that, that would be, so that, you're, that pretty much sums it up. You're anyway. listening to the, bo- the voice of Bruce Good, and beside him is Brian Good. These two guys are twins. I have twin grandsons, which is lovely. Yeah. And I went to school with twins that you may know from back in the Richmond Hill days. Would you know any uh, any twins? Uh, would their names be Bruce and Brian? Yeah, they would be. Yeah, the Nelsons? Yeah, those guys, yep. Also, there's some, I think, nephews that, of yours. Oh, my sons, Travis and Dallas? No. no. Oh. Keep going. How many twins are in the family? I thought this was going to be an easy conversation. That would be... Uh, the queens. Your, your, yeah, the oh, queens. Oh, the queens, of yeah. course. My brother Doug and, and Andrew. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's my, right. My wife's twin brothers, yeah, that's of course. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we went to O.M. McKillop School together. Did you? hundred years ago. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Huh. That was one school I, it was the first school I was asked to not come back to. To McKillop. McKillop. Oh, okay. And then Crosby, I was asked to leave there. I think your wife taught at both those places. Yeah, she did, did she? for a while. Yeah, she did. And then Pickering College, which burnt down. You didn't. <laughs> That's all I'm allowed to say. And then G.W. Williams in Aurora. That was the last school, by golly. Yeah. So Richmond Hill was the growed up town. It was. That's where we were, as we say, bread and buttered in Richmond Hill. Yeah. What neck of the woods? Uh, Langstaff. Well, Langstaff, just oh, yeah. south of the hill. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were. That's where we were. We were raised, and we always call Richmond Hill our home. Wherever we go, when people say where you're from, we say, "Little town north of Toronto called Richmond Hill." Yeah. And it's not so little anymore. It's no. uh, It's becoming Toronto. You know, I used to be a mall cop at Hillcrest. Oh, did you? 
Well, well you're you, big enough you're for You're a big it. guy, man. You, you, you <laughs> could intimidate the right people. Little old ladies. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> Typical mall cops. <laughs> hey, lady, what are you doing? Hey, guys you. are about six foot hey, four, you. folks. No, but you guys, you're pretty big fellows yourself. Yeah, well, Is there anybody little? I remember your mom being a, a tiny lady. She's not. She was not a, a tall lady. No. And neither was our dad, but our, our grandfather... He was a six on footer. Our mother's oh, on our mother's right, side. Right, right, so, yeah. And his brothers, they were all tall men. So yeah. uh, that's where we claim our height. So last time, uh, we were at uh, Hughes' room for the final Gordon Lightfoot tribute thing. And Gord sat down at a table in, in uh, front of me there. I was sitting at my uh, Jane Harbury stool. And uh, what a great evening. It really was you know, nice. the, the final one. And you guys all got up on stage, did your thing. You brought everybody up. And then Gord came up. And it was Alberta bound. And yeah. I tell you, if you didn't have a soul, you wouldn't have wept. It yeah. was an incredible evening. And then the time before that is another story will forever go down in my vocabulary. We were at some plaque revealing ceremony in Yorkville for the music. Oh, yeah. At that big, used to be the. The Riverboat? No. Oh, is that was what it was it, called? I think yeah. that's the. Was, didn't the Mason, it, was the Ma- it used to be a Mason Lodge or Masonic Lodge. Oh, you're thinking the Rock Pile. Anyway, it was the big you know, stage and there was plaque revealing and blah, blah, blah. And, and Bruce, you and I ran into each other, and we got chatting away and reminded, I have to remind you who I am every time. <laughs> and you said, come here, I want to introduce you to somebody. And you said, Gord. And Gordon Lightfoot turned around, and you said, Gordon, this is Drew Marshall. Well, you didn't know this, Sorry. but I lost, I might have pooped a little. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, in grade seven, I did a school project. Nobody in grade seven knew who Gordon Lightfoot was. I did. Because my family, my sister, all Gordon, I, I'd already been to Massey Hall and seen him in grade seven. <laughs> so this is the first time I got to meet, you know, a, a guy who was formative growing up. You know, you guys introduced me to, to Gord. Are you kidding me? So here's the rest of the story. At the end of the night, I go down to get my car in some underground parking garage. I've got a suit jacket on. It's about 4,000 degrees outside. It's hot and humid in this stupid parking garage. I can't find the thing. I'm hitting the button, but my battery is dead. I'm, I'm setting off the alarm, trying to find it. The alarm's not going off. 20 minutes walking around. I'm all discombobulated because I just met freaking Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> and then I walk straight into one of those sewer pipes that hang. Well, you, you could. You, you tall guys, you yeah. tall guys know this. Drop me to my knee. And I thought, man, it's hot in here. I got sweat dripping down. No, blood starts oh. pouring down my thing. That's my Gordon Lightfoot story. Well, Thank you very much. Oh, you're Bruce. welcome. You're welcome. Bruce. Yeah. I will bring, bl- <laughs> blame him. Look at all the buttons that are off here. At least we're recording our show. Yeah, that's good. All right, we'll just tighten up. How did up. that happen? I'm looking at you. Hey, Ladies and gentlemen, George, Tim the Tool got the, the got the nickname Tim, Tim the Tool because he pushed more wrong buttons. Tim. He's played songs <laughs> with swearing in them, and oh. now he's got to grab a mic. What do you want? I love you. Oh. <laughs> I bet you heard that all right. All right, we heard it. We heard it great in the recording. Let's do a song. What are we doing, guys? Well, we're going to do a song that it, it, it depicts our beginnings, I guess, because if it weren't for our mother, of course, uh, we wouldn't be here. Well, yeah. And I mean that in every sense of the word, but uh, mom used to play guitar, and she also played this instrument, the auto harp. And, it's a beautiful uh, thing. And that's how I got into playing this, and that's how Brian got into playing the guitar, and uh, ultimately Larry started playing banjo. But I'm sorry, but, who's Larry? Uh, oh, he's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Mom, uh, you know, in the beginning, all we did was sing with Mom. She would play the guitar. We would sing along, maybe do some harmonies. And, and she got us really comfortable with singing. 
she, and especially with harmonies. And uh, and so what we did, we wrote a song about our mom is, is gone now, but uh, she uh, she sure left a legacy of music for, for sure. her boys. Sure. And uh, this song is about the songs that mom used to play for us when we were just little little gaffers, and and uh, you know. Uh, she liked all types of music. And if you came to our house on a Friday night or a Saturday night, m there was always music being played. Mom was leading the band. There might be a neighbor with a fiddle, and he'd drop in. And uh, she'd always try to get you involved. And yeah. that's what this, this song is about, the songs that Mom used to play for us way back then. You'll hear several titles. Then at the end, we're actually going to sing one of those songs that Mom play a little snip of one of those songs mom used Beautiful. to sing that i'm sure all your listeners and viewers have heard before and if you feel like it do what mom would have wanted you to do and sing along Sing along again live on the drew marshall show our good friends the one and only good brothers Long before the TV set, when radio was king From boredom it came easy just to sit around and sing Mom would play the old guitar and we would sing along We'd put our parts together and we'd come up with a song And we'd sing, Jack was every inch of sailor the music meant to all our family so if you're feeling down and out don't hesitate to sing i know you'd be surprised to find the happiness it brings and we'd sing this land is your land and we'd pick the wildwood flower and wabash cannonball will the circle be unbroken Amazing grace, you know, we'd sing them all. Well, that was quite a while ago, now Mom has passed away. But the songs that Mother played for us, they're with us still today. Classics, country, gospel, folk, and blues. Sometimes it feels like she's still here as we sing them for you. Sing a ballad of Frankie and Johnny or darling Clementine. Oh, my darling, let's hear a little bit of banjo on my knee or you are my sunshine away well the other night dear 
Everybody sing, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You got it. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine. One more time, let's hear you all. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Please don't take my sunshine away. Give yourselves a hand. happening here. So here's the thing, right? I don't understand this about this kind of music. And Brian, I want you to help me with this one. Alright. I'll try. Why does it cut through every stinking age group? There are kids in here that are singing this song. There's yeah. old people in the hallway singing this song. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because your parents played it for you. When they, because these are songs from... Uh, from the 40s and 50s. You Are My Sunshine was yeah. written by the governor of Louisiana, as a matter of fact, Jimmy Davis, and he wrote it in, back in the 30s. And it was a simple little song. Uh, it's actually kind of a sad song, but it, it, every child knows it. It's, a, you know, when you hear the verses, it's about somebody being left alone and, uh, you know. Do we ever want to really get into the reason or the wherefore and the why, oh, Gordon Lightfoot, of the, of, uh, the songs? Because I've heard some nursery rhymes are kind of, oh, yeah. it's yeah. a little scary when you dig into what this, is, this song is really about. Uh, absolutely. Right. But like, like Brian said, though, it's, it, it, he, he does, uh, it, it, it is a song that many children hear as they're growing up. Their parents, like Brian said, and I'm reiterating, you know the word. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was so good. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but it's true. I mean, uh, that was probably one of the very first songs we ever learned. Yeah. You know, as, yeah. as children. Yeah. So there's, it, it amazes us because in our live show when we do this song, the entire audience sings, sings this song, you know, and it's, uh, it's really nice. Ladies and gentlemen, the Good Brothers are here in the studio, and they're about to do another little ditty. But before they do, I've got to talk about the instruments. So, Bruce, can you explain what the heck that thing is, please? Yeah, uh, this instrument is called the auto harp or the corded zither. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it looks difficult. Probably the most difficult part of playing it is tuning it. Right. But if you can tune it, most people can play it. Mm. I use it mostly as a cording instrument, um, and I'll show you what I mean as soon as I get my harmonica in my pocket. You've never heard it called that before. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, as I say, it's cording. So it's just push a button and strum. That sounds like June Carter. It's well, uh, actually, of course, the Carter family were very uh, uh, that they brought Mother Maybell, June Carter Cash. Uh, they brought this uh, instrument into the spotlight 
Back in the old days, apparently you could buy one for $10. No. On a dollar a month plan. So so a lot of the people up in the hills who could not afford it up in the Appalachian Mountains and yeah. those places. Where the number one pickup line is, hey, baby, nice tooth. <laughs> right. Uh, well, they would uh, they would invest in an auto harp, okay. and, and that's how the Carter family got involved with it. Right. It's... Uh, it has 36 strings, uh, but like I said, as far as cording is concerned, yeah. it's very simple. Okay, all right. Uh, can we hear just a little bit more of the... Sure, I'll play, give you a play little... Play it like you mean it. Sure. How about, do you want to... singing in the background. That's the wildwood flower. That is. Yeah, well done. All right, the next instrument, uh, that looks like a little Martin, is it? This is a, a little Martin. It's a Martin D28. It's a custom guitar, and uh, a guitar is a guitar. Yeah. And, well, yeah, but you got a little, give us a little sound of what that thing's like. It's not a jumbo, is it? No. No, it's not. But it's but got it a fat bottom. And it, I beg your pardon. Excuse me? He was talking about the guitar. Oh, guitar, please. Oh, Excuse okay. me. Pardon me. Uh, and it has a wider neck. That's the, yeah. cu that's the custom part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because I got these big, big meat hooks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, it's well, good for me. Brian, good. Thank you very much. You're uh, Bruce, good. Thank you very much. Should we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only a banjo, so yeah. It really is. How many banjo jokes do you know, Larry? Well, um, let me think. Yes, you know all of them. You know yeah, all of them. He's a banjo player. Now, this is not a banjo you're about to play. I don't even know the headstock no, this. No, this is a guitar. What, what is, what it's is a Gibson guitar. It's the large Gibson guitar, although it's not a jumbo. Right. And it sounds like... That looks like an old beast, is it? Well, Talking it's about the a guitar. copy of an old beast, right. actually. Yeah. It's, okay. Or as Gibson would call it, a reissue. Yeah. They don't want to call it a copy. No, no, you never want to do that. Because they're copying themselves. Yeah, yeah. But, but of course, his first instrument is the banjo. Is it really? Five-string banjo, five yes. So there was a guy at Cosmo Music. I can't remember his name, but I took banjo lessons from him yeah. when it was on Young Street. Yeah, Gord Braithwaite. Yes! yes! That's who it was, That's Gord. He was, I know Gord. He was the other banjo player from Richmond Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was only two, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. There's only one auto harp player. So. Yes, yeah. This is cornered the In market. Canada. <laughs> well, let's do another song, boys. What are we doing? Uh, well, we did a song about our mother. We're going to do a song. We're going to kind of calm things down a little bit. Uh, -oh. uh Do a song about our dad. Our mom and dad were both from New Brunswick. We're in a little town <laughs> called Bathurst, New Brunswick. Uh, they moved to Toronto kind of by accident. Dad thought he might get a job out at the uh, back in 1943 when they moved to Ontario. Uh, like I said, it was an accident. They thought they'd go all the way out to Alberta uh, because there was a rumor there was oil out there, and Dad thought he might get a job in the oil patch. He got as far as Toronto, took a job at a at a factory downtown at Massey Harris or Massey Ferguson. Ferguson, sure. And as a welder, and at that time they were they were uh, they were helping the the war effort, and uh, Dad was a welder. He raised four boys, and uh, he finally got to go to Alberta when we were touring out there a few years ago. We went to Alberta and right out to the coast. We nice. saw the Rocky Mount. He saw the Rocky Mountains for the very first time. He began to cry. 
he was so emotional oh, when beautiful. he saw it. And uh, Brian said, you know, Dad, I know it can be very emotional when you see the Rockies for the very first time. Dad said, yeah, it's that. But he said, I'm thinking about all my friends and family who went off to war. And they were fighting and dying for just a few acres in New Brunswick. And they had no idea, they had not seen anything like I've seen in the past three weeks as we traveled across this beautiful country of yeah. ours. So we took that moment and we wrote a song about it. Yeah. And if there are any veterans uh, listening in today, especially on this weekend, Canada, Canada Day, Day weekend. weekend, we'd like to send this song out to them. <laughs> beautiful. Well said. Ladies and gentlemen, live on the Drew Marshall Show, the one and only Good Brothers. The sun rises as a young man faces east from the Miramichi. He had a bad leg but a sailor's heart, though he never went to sea. His brothers, cousins, and all his friends became enlisted soldiers then. He tried but failed to serve with them until 1943. He took a job to help the cause, welding the tools of war. Had a son, then came the twins, and by the 50s there were four. Named after men who didn't survive A good way to keep their memory alive Lest we forget as the years go by What all that loss was for Sets, the old man faces west and reflected in his eyes the beauty of the Rockies and my father starts to cry my tears are for those boys who fell over there in that living hell but they never saw what I see now they never left the Maritimes And the wind blows from east to west And a voice is heard on a mountain crest And an old man's tears are falling One for every soul An old man's tears One for every soul. That's our dad's song. 
So pretty. So pretty. What a great tune. Thank Guys, you. you're killing me with this stuff. Good night. I didn't want to get emotional today. So to break that up, let me tell you about a story I, I saw just recently about a guy. I think he was in Saskatoon. He showed up at Canadian Tire with a brief case filled with Canadian Tire money and bought a canoe. Nothing is more Canadian than that. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that crazy? That's great. It's not like me to do this, but I do want to spread the love around a little bit. Can we talk about the stranger in the room, please? Bruce, can you introduce your bass player? Yeah, I sure can. Uh, he actually, I, I met him through my sons, my two sons, who are also musicians. And uh, they used to do a lot of jamming in high school. And uh, now they're in a group, my boys are in a group called the Sadies. I don't know if anybody has ever sure heard have. of them. But There's sure the have. plug. Yep. There's their plug. That's it for them. But nice. they introduced us to a young man. Uh, and he said he was really a good bass player, and he had uh, just retired from his school. Uh, G.W. Williams. We <laughs> were talking about that earlier. That was the last school I was asked to leave. Yes. That's right, and, and he was looking for a job, and it just happened that we needed a bass player, so uh, we tried him out, and on the very first time he played with us, we, we knew he was... Uh, really? The first time? The very okay. first time, and we knew he was... He didn't was do a background guy. check, criminal no, record? No, no, well, we should have, but we didn't. <laughs> He's been with us now for 31 years. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's right. And, it just uh, won't go away. What's, what's his name again? I just want to get his name straight. is Kevin Luciani. Kevin Luciani. Yeah. A good so Irish name. Good <laughs> Iri Irish Italian. <laughs> Who is the guy that you have played with the longest from a professional musicianship point of view? Would it be uh, Kevin? Probably, be Ke probably would Kevin. be Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin. Wow. 31. He's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, we've had we've a had, lot of players. We've that had fiddle along. players come and go, and we've had guitar players come and go. Yep. Drummers are gone because we don't. Is, I, this is a working into a song, shaping into a song here. We've had <laughs> fiddle players come and go. We've had, you know, when was the last time you were on stage with Mr. Lightfoot? Uh, Would it have been the Hughes Room? No, thing we or were something? there. We were with. Oh, they. He just had his uh, documentary. I saw that release. Yes. And uh, we were at the premiere, and afterwards they had a uh, uh, after party. Yeah. And we performed, and Gord came up again, and and uh, did as he always does, Alberta bound sure. with us. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's it's great having him in our corner. Isn't it? So I was reflecting the other day, which I'm not one to do, and <laughs> I was I was thinking about well, I was at the Hughes Room gig. I was thinking about the stinking lyrics. I mean, for me, it just transports me back to a time, right? So I just, the memories and blah, blah, blah. But all of a sudden, I started dialing in on the lyrics. Mm -hmm. The dude was a prophet. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. The way, he, the, it, you know, I, I, I said this that, that night at Hughes Room. I had just written a couple of songs just a week, couple of weeks prior to doing that show, that a tribute to Lightfoot. Yeah. And after hearing all the different versions of his songs, his great songs, and listening, as you said, listening to those lyrics and, 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 and them really meaning what they meant, and, you know, I thought I was finished writing those songs. I thought, hey, stick a fork in it, yep. they're done, yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, after that night, I said to my wife, I said, I got to get those songs out. They're not finished. Yeah. You know, I thought they were done, but they're not even close, not after what I've heard for the last two or three oh. nights down at the fuse room. Well, and I think what happened was it was when you could hear other people sing the songs, you yeah. could take Gord out of it. Yeah. And for some reason, that, that popped the bubble for me, and I was able to just focus in on just the lyrics yeah. rather than the whole Gordon Lightfoot, ta-da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. it, was, it was someone else's interpretation yeah. of Gordon's message. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it gave you a reason to really listen to those lyrics, you know. Of course, we had Meredith Moon on the show uh, not too long ago, a great little gal that She's she is. Guy. She's she uh, is. his youngest, I think. His youngest. Got the yeah. math right. Yep. I got to hand it to her, too, for, uh, for taking on her, actually, her <laughs> mother's maiden name. Uh, Meredith Moon. She's not living off the accolades. She's of not. She's no. not uh, Meredith Lightfoot. No. She no. could be, and no. uh, that's that's commendable. Yeah, it is. It's a tip of the hat. It's a good Canadian kid thing yep. to do, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, live in the studio here with the Good Brothers, Bruce. Set us up. What are we doing now? Uh, well, we're going to do an old country song. As a matter of fact, speaking of Gordon Lightfoot, this is his favorite song off this our current album. Favorite so, song. Uh, and it's uh, certainly what I would call uh, traditional country. Bruce and I wrote it. Larry is going to sing it. And uh, what we've done is just taken an everyday common expression that everyone has used sometime in their lives, more than once probably. Yeah. And we've overused it a little bit <laughs> in a song. Okay. And it's called For Crying Out Loud. Oh. And it goes like this. Hey, what here we in, boys? Let's go to C. See. This thing was over, but I just can't hide the pain. How long will it last for crying out loud? I told you that I loved you, and I never cheated again. It's all in the past for crying out loud. Crying out loud, what have I done? I didn't really mean to hurt no one. Now all of our tears have just begun. We're crying out loud. We're crying out loud for heaven's sake. This crying out loud keeps us awake. I thought that I paid for my mistake. We're crying out loud. crying out loud How could I know that I would ruin a love that was so strong it tore us apart For crying out loud For crying out loud What have I done I didn't really mean to hurt no one now all of our tears have just begun For crying out loud For crying out loud for heaven's sake This crying out loud keeps us awake I thought that I paid for my mistake For crying out loud For crying out loud what have I done I didn't really mean to hurt no one Now all of our tears have just begun For crying out loud For crying out loud for heaven's sake This crying out loud keeps us awake I thought that I paid for my mistake For crying out loud 
kids. Well Ryan. done. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot the name of that song. <laughs> Jeez, you guys know how to make the roof leak, eh? That is some good singing. <laughs> that is some good, good singing. Well, I want to let our listeners know, first of all, you are listening to the last Drew Marshall show ever. Oh. Aww. I know, I know. Speaking of violins, hey. But it is indeed an honor to have these guys, these guys here in the studio, uh, Larry, Curly, and Mo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure you've never heard that before. No. Uh, the Good Brothers, of course. Uh, I grew up watching, they, well, they were the first band I ever saw live. It was at the Richmond Hill Winter Carnival with the Ook Pick walking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What the uh, heck was that I thing? I don't know. Just a big stuff. That was scary, man. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even it a it. real animal. Ook Pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was some... Uh, Native Canadian. What you can't call them Eskimos, Tim. What do you call them? Indigenous. Indigenous. I don't know what the terms are. Yeah. Inuit, I guess. There you go. Inuit, yeah. Want to let our listeners know that also that we're uh, live streaming on Facebook. Erica's got the Facebook live stream video happening. A little wave to everyone out there, uh, boys, to cool. in Facebook land. Fantastic. We also have our video interns filming as we're rolling along here, and we will post. Uh, once they edit it down, because there's a lot of nonsense that happened here as well. The end of uh, next week, we'll post that up on the YouTube. So if you go to the Google and uh, look at <laughs> the YouTube, you'll find the Good Brothers. <laughs> on the Drew Marshall Show. On the Drew Marshall Show. There's a lot of the happening. Uh, speaking of the, let's talk about the hill just for the, a, a sure. couple of minutes. Sure. What were some other bands that kind of were floating around back in those days in the hill and, and southern Ontario? Well, you had, uh, from Richmond Hill, you had, uh, what was his name, Brian, from... Uh, uh, I know... He's really, uh, know. he really made an impression on you. No, listen, <laughs> listen, I know I've just asked you the worst question, because when you're over 50, coming up with pronouns <laughs> is like passing a kidney stone, right? It's like, ah, buddy, what's his name? Uh, buddy, buddy, what's, buddy, what's his name? Yeah. And the other fellow. Yeah, there. and that guy there with his yeah. thing. Yeah. No, uh, Mendelssohn Joe. That's it, Mendelssohn <laughs> Joe. Thank nice you. Nice rescue. Man. Thank you. Buddy. It was Joe Mendelssohn, but he changed his name oh. to Mendelssohn okay. Joe because right. that's his mail all came saying Mendelssohn Joe, so yeah. he thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Uh, but who else? Uh, like also Prairie Oyster. Prairie Oyster. There uh, we go for also. But other genres too. There were some. There were like some, uh, some teenage high school bands thing where that turned out to be pretty big deals. Kevin might know that. He, he was a teenage <laughs> high school guy. Tim, do you remember bands from that era? Uh, yeah. Well, the bands were. Oh, that's not Tim. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. No, I was just saying. Yeah, I remember some. <laughs> oh, he is so talented, yeah, eh? Yeah. Uh, Over 50, I'm going with the oh, yeah. The yeah. bands that played at the Richmond Inn and stuff like that were, were, were groups like Crowbar yeah. with uh, Kelly J, who yeah. sadly just passed away oh. last week. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was the lead singer. And for those who don't know what who uh, Crowbar was, it's, oh, what a feeling, what a rush. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. Uh, so there was a lot of... Gordon Lightfoot used to... Sure. lived in Richmond Hill uh, for yeah. a while. Yeah. Did he? Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Actually on the cusp between Aurora and Richmond Hill. You mean like Oak Ridges? Mm, yeah. Was he near Roy Foss? He was Bathurst over on oh, Bathurst, oh, yeah, one of those yeah. estate kind that, of That's places. where Karen and Jim he also uh, played there, yeah. used to live there. Where? Uh, and, uh, Gordon played in a church basement uh, the first time I ever saw him. It's, like, it's kind of like you. The first concert I ever saw was Gordon Lightfoot in a church basement, really? and uh, it was before he was... Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. It was called Fragments. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah and uh, who else? Uh, Getty Lee uh, from, from. Well, he had a recording studio, did he yeah, not? Yeah. Just at Stovall Side Road that's in Young right, Street. That's right. Uh, he did, and in fact, yeah, that's where he was managed out of that that, out of that big building. house, out yeah. of that big building. Yeah. Yeah. But he actually lived too uh, between Aurora and Newmarket, which is right. uh, 
which is kind of, you, you look at it, it's York region, so it's sure. as good as Richmond Hill. Nothing's as good as Richmond Hill. No, that's true. Okay. And then, of course, we're all Richmond Hill billies. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And then, of course, uh, the infamous Drew Marshall, he also comes from Richmond Hill. I've heard of him. Question He's kind of a big deal, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah. is, you know, in his own mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get these meatheads out of here. Um, we want to let you know what's coming up next just before these guys take us out with their last song. We have a special surprise guest calling in at 2 o'clock, which is in five minutes, uh, for Tim the Tool. Over the years, he has only gone gaga over few people. The first girl he ever dated, his wife, Bono, General Romeo Dallaire, Peter Gabriel, Colin Mockery, Sting, and Mr. Rogers. One of them will call in. It's probably not Mr. Rogers. No, no. <laughs> no. You can eliminate him for the list. <laughs> uh, Where'd you dig him up? Who are the, oh, <laughs> too soon? Uh, and then George Trombolopoulos will join us at around 2.15. Gavin McLeod from, he's Captain Stubing from the Love Boat. He'll join us at 2.30. Lots more coming up in the show. Guys, what are you taking us out with? We're uh, going to take you out with probably one of our most popular songs, a song we recorded on our first album, as Drew said, back in 1912. Uh, <laughs> we hope you like it. 1814? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I hope you like it as much as we do. This is, uh, this is the never-ending story of the Fox on the Run. Beautiful. Once through the corn leading down to the river Her hair shone like gold in the hot morning sun She took all the love that poor boy could give her And left me to die like a fox on the run Like a fox, like a fox on the run Well, everybody knows the reason for the fall when woman tempted man in paradise's hall This woman tempted me and took me for a ride Like the lonely fox, I need a place to hide She walks through the corn leading down to the river Her hair shone like gold in the hot morning sun She took all the love that poor boy could give her and left me to die like a fox on the run Like a fox, like a fox on the run Through the corn leading down to the river Her hair shone like gold in the hot morning sun She took all the love that poor boy could give her And left me to die like a fox on the run Like a like a like a fox on the run Now we'll lift a glass of wine to fortify our souls and talk about the world and the friends we used to know. Well, I'll illustrate a girl that'll put you on the floor. The game's nearly over, the hounds are at my door. She walks through the corn, leading down to the river. Her hair shone like gold in the hot morning sun. She took all the love that a poor boy could give her And left me to die like a fox on the run Like a fox, like a fox, like a fox
on the run To the corn leading down to the river Her hair shone like gold in the hot morning sun She took all the love that poor boy could give her And left me to die like a fox on the run Like a fox, like a fox, like a fox on the run Thank you very, very much. Thank you. What a seriously, I don't want to get you know, too creepy, but holy crap, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, man. You very, very and it much. is honestly, it's an honor to be here on your last show. Thank you so much, Drew. And congratulations. Yes. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. It was such a good time to have uh, Richmond Hill boys here. And, and uh, I dedicate that to my family. My uh, yeah. my dad, my sister, mom's gone, but uh, I know my, uh, my sister and dad were prime influencers in my life when it came to music. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. Well, All right, you. we are going to get out of here. Let these boys go. They got a gig or something to go to. I don't know. Maybe got to visit their proctologist or something. <laughs> but when we come back, it is a special surprise guest for Tim the Tool. For Tim the Tool. We don't know who it is, but they're calling in at any moment. Stay with us. Oh, I forgot to mention one last thing. You definitely want to go to uh, thegoodbrothers.com. Thegoodbrothers.com. Catch them live. I don't want to say they're still going. Because they'll always be going. Know what I'm saying? Thanks, folks.